All right, let's start episode 29 of the Current Gen Podcast. That's right, isn't it? 29? I think that's right. Yeah. That's, that's sure. what I wrote down, so I think so that's correct. For 29 weeks, I've been miserable. That's awesome. Let's yeah, keep so, let's, that. yeah, thank you. Let me rename this real quick. Welcome to week 29 of Derek's personal hell. And, so this is uh, the mental health tracker for Derek. <laughs> this is the, That's right. That's right. Of course, I'm Tim here with Dan and Derek. Thank you guys for coming. Listen, we, don't, we don't have time, okay, to waste tonight we have so much to talk about this week yeah like this, is an, this, is, this is an exciting show these are the shows i care about the one like last week i can't even listen to that show it's trash <laughs> you mean because i was cause, there yeah that's because dan missed the first part of it yeah yeah that's totally what i was insinuating it so wasn't what you're saying is you was... missed me we followed we yeah. followed along. Okay. All right. So I wanted to talk real quick about a couple of things. Uh, actually, for me specifically, it just came out this week that I'm playing. And then I'll throw it to you guys if there's stuff you're playing. But I um, even this evening was actually playing through some Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Got the digital version of that. So that way it was technically ready to play last night. But I was I was asleep. That's crazy talk. Um, and then didn't have time to play it until lunchtime today. So I played a little bit of Mario 64. And then this evening, my, uh, my daughter and one of my twins, so they're eight and uh, nine, they decided they wanted to play some Mario Sunshine with me. So we were passing the switch around playing that. And then we played a little bit of Mario Galaxy before their bedtime. Hold on. So, hold on. I have an issue with this. Yeah. So your twins are nine, right? Yeah. yeah. And you have a daughter at eight. Like yeah. you didn't like figure out what you were doing that caused the twins at nine. And that you should maybe stop it because it kind of sucks. Like twins are not easy. Like They're having not. kids separate are not easy. Yeah. So <laughs> and I actually got her age wrong. It's actually seven, but still they're very close together. And you're right. We did not learn our lesson. That is absolutely true. Keep your hands off each other. Okay? <laughs> all right, we'll try. Um, all right, so when playing Mario 3D All-Stars, here's my quick take on it. Dan and Derek, I think you both got it too, right? Yes. Yeah, I got it digital. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm curious to hear if you agree or disagree with this, but I feel like for someone like me who has played, I played two of these three games start to finish multiple times. Um, that's Galaxy and 64. I dabbled in Sunshine when I had a Wii because I had a copy of Mario Sunshine for a little while. <clears throat> and, you know, Wii was totally backwards compatible with GameCube, which was cool. Yeah. And so the, I've played all three of these, but really it was all about, I want to see 64 just nostalgia or is it actually the one of the all-time greats like we always talk about it and it turns out it's mostly nostalgia and here's <laughs> here's what i here's what i mean by that um, so my kids fired up too and they actually thought it was very cool the, the keep in mind the first 3D mario game that they all played a lot was mario odyssey which is mm. gorgeous yeah. and you can do everything and it's hard to stack up these older mario games to that but they saw 64 and they thought this is really cool cuz i told this so i i laid out the story like this your dad had only played Mario Brothers, Mario 3, and Super Mario World walking into this game. I hadn't played any other Mario game. A little bit of Mario 2, I guess. And I fired up my N64 on day one, got Mario 64. You come out of the pipe, and not only are the environments much more colorful and they pop more than you were used to, and it was like there's depth to it, but then you start moving this joystick, this analog stick around, something that had never been done before, at least for me, in a, in a gaming experience and it was truly mind blowing. So I laid that out for them and they thought that was really cool and they wanted to play a couple levels. So that was fun, but that confirmed for me that it is truly nostalgia. The camera is a mess 
Um, that oh, yeah. thing, need, that game needs to be rebuilt with good camera controls with, you know, fix all the clipping. There's so much clipping and then just give me better visuals. Like the, the level design and the, the stars you go after the puzzles, the combat, it all works great. And, it, and it's fun to play, but visually and camera wise, I think it's a disaster. And real quick on the other two, I think sunshine holds up surprisingly well for an old game. Um, still has some glitchiness to it. And kind of what I remembered, it's like, yeah, lots of spraying water all over the place to get rid of paint. It's pretty inaccurate with that jetpack that you use. But once you get used to it, it's fine. Very charming and kind of weird. It's kind of like the Mario 2 of 3D Marios because it's really strange and different from the other ones. And then, of course, Galaxy, I think, is one of the best other than Odyssey. So what do you guys think about it so far? Have you played it much? Are you going to play through all these? What's your plan? I just want to point out that you just sounded like an old man historian talking about <laughs> telling your kids about this. Back I did. Hey, when I, <laughs> I played Mark. I walk uphill twice. To the arcade <laughs> to play video games. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it. well, so for me, I never actually played the first Galaxy. Um, I had only played a handful of hours of Sunshine because, I don't know. I guess at the time I just wasn't feeling it for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Mario 64, I've, I beat completely um, yeah. several times back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one I was clearly most excited for, which I think most people are, or at least most people our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, the camera, not me. No. Okay. Um, which one do you like the most, the most out of the three? Oh, I was, I, I was buying this day one all for Mario sunshine. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, then I, I honestly look forward to actually finishing it because a lot of people say that it is much better than most people say. So, um, but yeah, no Mario sixty four. The camera is 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 awful, and it's yeah. annoying because like we actually have a second analog stick now, so you can move the camera. They could have figured something out. Yeah, your analog stick um, now works like the old N sixty four C buttons C- used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty bad. It's 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 definitely disorienting, um, yeah. especially parts where like you're almost sort of in a corner of the of like one of the the stages like the camera's facing like mario's facing you but the camera's trying to like point in a different direction and it's just like it actually like is pretty disorienting um agree but um other than that honestly i i still think it's it's great i i just it like is the, pretty I love great vibes yeah. of it and it's just and it is nostalgia but like it just it does have good vibes um mm-hmm. and the music is really great um yep. and just the feeling of everything the, the castle and, and um, getting the stars to unlock new doors that that progression is really fun so um yeah I, I feel like a kid again i literally haven't played this since like back in the day so like over keep time. in mind this is one of the first times they actually bothered to add any attempt at story or character dialogue in the yeah. mario game i mean i think mario rpg came around the same time maybe a little bit after this yeah. but they, nintendo didn't write that one so this is the first right. one that i can think of the first mario game i can think of where they tried to give it an element of story and dialogue and a lot of the characters talk a ton so it's really interesting i mean mario worlds what is it they they steal like yoshi's they steal all the eggs right don't all the right. Koopa kids take the eggs that's right yeah so but there's like, some dialogue that's there. very yeah, basic yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've only played 64 so far. I played about an hour, um, but okay. like, I love it. It's just, it's bringing back like a lot of, you know, memories and so on and so forth. So I, I'm, by the way, one thing I didn't mention is sunshine looks really good. 64 doesn't, but it doesn't look bad yeah, either. Yeah, it looks yeah. exactly like you expect sunshine. I think looks really good, at least in handheld mode. Um, and then galaxy, I think looks fantastic. Not yeah. quite up to odyssey, but boy, 
the Wii was really pumping out some good looking visuals on that game. But so Derek, please tell me why Sunshine is the best of the three because I am curious. Okay, so well, I, it was just the one I'm most excited for. But um, just to give a little down memory lane for me, so I was a actually a PlayStation owner. Yeah, I was a pony back in the day. Um, and my friend, my best friend, actually was the one that got the N64. So, of course, Mario 64 was one of the games he got. We played a lot of Mario 64. But the thing is, is I wasn't, like, blown away by it like most people were. Because I think I was just kind of unaware. And what I mean by that is I thought it was cool, but I never played the game and went, oh, my gosh. It's not even like any other game that's ever released. Like, I wasn't like that. I was just like, this game's kind of fun, but I actually hated the camera back then. Yeah. So I <laughs> was not a huge fan of that game like like most people are. It wasn't until Mario Sunshine that I become a big, like, I want to say big 3D Mario fan. Um, gotcha. I think that was the next one, right? They did Mario 64 yeah. and then they yep. went to um, yep. Mario Sunshine. Yep. That's when I became a big fan. And that was, of course, on the GameCube, which I did absolutely love the GameCube. And by the way, for people that don't know, I loved all the Marios previous to that. So I had played, I had, I had experience playing Mario games and I loved them. Um, but it wasn't until Mario Sunshine that I really fell in love with like 3D Mario games. Now, I did jump back in. Only for a little bit, but I played a little bit of Mario Sunshine today, and I was having some issues like adapting to the controls as well too. Like because that game relies on the camera a lot because you actually have to aim your water gun, um, well your water shooter at like you would a gun. Like you have to be accurate, and so I was like shooting my water all over the place. That's what well, and also the the. You can't change the axis. That keeps throwing me off. Yeah. Oh, really? So there's a, so here's my thing. Like there was some people like debating in some of the bigger groups. They were like, Hey, I'm not paying $60 for them to do absolutely nothing. This is lazy. And then other people were, of course that you can look at it as making excuses for Nintendo, but them saying, Hey, look, these are games that Nintendo made. And at the time they were like 9.5s, 10s. They don't want to touch it. It's their stuff. They don't want to touch it. Like, you just play it as is or you don't. And I can kind of see that with Nintendo. They are that way where they're like, we created this and it was perfect in the time. And we don't really care if times have changed. If you don't want to play it, don't play it. If you do, here it is. Here's your collection. Um, I still think this is not a ripoff. I think it's actually an outstanding deal, even though, again, as we're discussing... If you have not purchased this yet and you're kind of on the fence because maybe you haven't played these games before or you did a little bit but you didn't know whether they made yes. enough changes, <clears throat> yep. this is still to me a great deal because I simply do the math and go, okay, I paid $60 for three games, three divided by 60, or uh, $60 divided by three is $20 a piece. I would easily pay $20 a piece for these games to replay yep. The, the same uh, same version of these games. Um, I think if they would have gone in and uh, changed things around, I think you're looking at a price tag of probably $40 a piece. So I'm fine with how it is. I don't feel like I got ripped off. 
Am I going to play through all three of these and beat them? Probably not. Mario's not my thing anymore. I did beat Mario Odyssey, and I loved it. But with us going through a next-gen transition, there's just a ton of stuff already to play, and we've got new stuff coming out actually next week um, that I care about. It's, it's I don't know. I, I It's more I bought it just to be like, I love these games. Like, I enjoyed Mario 64. I'm not in love with it. Mario Sunshine was the game, and Tim probably doesn't remember, but anytime we talk about Mario, this is the game I always, I'm, oh, I love Mario Sunshine. It's so amazing. And then... Um, the other well, one you had, you had talked about how you would want that as a full switch release, make a HD, yeah, you know, fully re, fully remaster it. Which this I would is have liked, yeah, I would have liked that, but I'm not going to cry. I will say this, <clears throat> and maybe you guys will nitpick it a little bit more than me because again, I didn't play it much. I feel like once I get adapted to the controls again, it's going to play fine. Like I'm I not. Gonna, I feel yeah. like it's more modern than 64 because you guys brought up a good point about Mario 64, and that is. That game was created with one stick in mind, but you had a camera that you had to control. With right, so the camera kind of had like set positions, and as you hit left or right, it's almost like a hexagon or maybe an octagon around Mario, and it would move yeah. to those positions as opposed to being a fluid. You know, what would be really cool with a collection like this, and I, you're right, it would take development time, but if they would have had the option or the ability to do some light reprogramming where you can select, I want more modern controls like Mario Odyssey yeah. controls, or I want classic controls, something like that. And again, I'm not saying that's no effort. I realize that would have been a lot of effort. Yeah. So even if they couldn't do the visual upgrade, man, it would have been great to have I think, some control. I think it's just a very Nintendo thing for sure. It and is. like really it at is. the end, I think at the end of the day in their eyes, it's like, if we're going to, if we're going to put in the work, and then we're going to charge you $60. We're going to do it for one game and we're going to do from the ground out uh, from the ground up remake of Mario 64. And guess yeah. what would have happened? People would have been excited but you would have had a bunch of people complaining like you're having some people complain about yeah. this. Sure. They don't yeah. want to pay $60 for oh it's a Nintendo tax. Well, yeah, get over it. People yeah, pay. Also it's on the Switch, which is incredibly convenient. This is the first time these three games other than Mario Odyssey, these are it's now three full 3D Mario experiences yep. on the Switch on the go, which is well, awesome. and that, that's what I'll end it with for my opinion on this is another reason why I got it is I own Mario Galaxy, but I played like maybe 20 or 30 minutes of it, and I bought it day one, and it was because I hated the Wii controls, and I was just like, this is trash, and I probably yeah. had other games too because I bought games like an idiot like I do now back then. <laughs> so uh, anyways... So one of the reasons I wanted this collection is I was like, yes, I can check out Mario Galaxy without the stupid controls. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. I'm going to play a little more Sunshine. Probably not going to beat it or anything like that because I played all... When I say I played a lot of Sunshine, I played a lot of Sunshine. Um, <laughs> this was more about just owning it, but Mario Galaxy is the one I would actually like to put a little bit of time in. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, with, the, um, with Galaxy... Other than so, there's a couple things that where the Wii Mote really came into play. One of them was when you shake it, then the Mario does a spin move and kind of pulls in all the crystals that are nearby, which is very yeah. and you start to get like really accustomed to doing that on almost every jump. So I'm curious to see um, if that becomes a thing that I'm I adjust to not using. But I will say this: if you liked Mario Odyssey and you haven't tried these old games, Mario Galaxy holds up, in my opinion, even with some of the touchscreen controls, um, as a really solid 
modern day Mario game. I think it looks great. The level design is so creative. I think if you haven't played this, the level design can be uh, a little discombobulating because you go upside down and stuff a lot. But it is, man, it is really creative stuff with with this game. I, I think that it. was the thing with Galaxy that kind of like almost sort of turned me off to it. I was like, this almost seems like it's gonna like make me a little dizzy. Like, <laughs> like the upside down parts yeah. almost seem like how, how does that even, you know, trying yeah. to figure out the actual direction of turning yeah. the analog. I do know that the touchscreen controls will help with certain areas, whereas before you had to rely on the Wiimote being able to accurately point at the screen and it's yeah, sensing yeah. where you're pointing, and now you can just use a touchscreen during certain segments. Hmm. Um, so it just depends unless you, of course you're playing um, uh, on your big screen, in which case I was, I forget which review I was watching. I want to say it was IGN. Maybe they suggest using your pro controller uh, if you're using your big screen. So anyway, all right. So playing Mario, also playing some Hades, which we'll talk about in a little bit as far as why it released uh, as a surprise like this, but it's now out on switch uh, and the full version is officially out on PC. It came out of early access and is now fully available. I can't recommend this game enough to pretty much everybody. I mean, I suppose if um, if the idea of a roguelite makes you angry and you just can't do it, okay, maybe. But th- these are, I mean, developers are getting really clever. It's not all like Spelunky or Rogue Legacy. If those didn't click with you, that's fine. This game is more like dead cells than those games. Um, uh, it also has this amazing art style. It's so cool. And I love the story too. I love the Greek mythology story. It's an interesting twist on that. And it's got some humor to it as well. If you've played Bastion or Transistor, you know that these, these guys are really good with some of their dark and witty humor. Um, so I, I'm really loving it. And there is, there is going to be cross save from PC to switch. So I've, I purchased it on Switch. I played it a little bit, but I'm actually going to wait until they release Cross Save. They said it should be pretty soon because I'm pretty far in my early access uh, progress on PC. So I'm going to wait. Till, and you can just switch back and forth. Right? I can play on my PC. I can also just throw that save into the cloud, download it, and then play on the couch, which is going to be awesome. Nice. So, yeah. Highly recommend this game. It's so good. It's on sale right now for 20 instead of 25 So not a major discount, but... 20 bucks for an amazing game. It's one of my favorites this year. So I got it for 10 bucks. So I'm better than you. Well, that makes my heart hurt. I mean, you're obviously always better than us. You clearly <laughs> state that and remind that us. I think I got it for like 10 bucks. Like when I, not when I first got my PC, but like probably a year and a half, two years ago, whenever it first launched. So and- I think last year it launched an early access, like an alpha. Yeah, and Epic Store yep. was like, "Hey, this is normally twenty, but we're having a special. Get it for ten bucks." Yep. And I bought it and I played it for a little bit. And I was like, uh, "This," because I'm not usually. Don't get me wrong, the art style is cool and everything, but I'm not into who's the developer again. Super Giant. Like, I don't think they're trash. Like, you know, I'll call people trash, but I don't like stick with their games like i'll play them for a little bit and be like all right it was okay and, and then i move on that will hades to me was like the coolest one that i played that i was like oh okay i actually could yeah. play this it's more. so stylish man it's really cool it's got really good combat so yeah the combat's amazing speaking of really good combat that's a derek way which doesn't, uh-huh, go, uh-huh. doesn't go very well um just real quick it's a teague way yeah, Tigway. That that's definitely sounds better. So I uh, I actually beat Dark Souls. So I talked about it last week, so I won't kill people with Dark Souls. Nice. Games. 
But I did finish it. Um, I didn't realize I was going to actually finish it as fast as I did. I beat that game in under a week, which, again, it's not a short game. Like, I played 70 or 80 hours. So it's like an average of, like, 12 hours a day. So don't ask me how I did it, <laughs> but I did it. it seems like um, you kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I became obsessed with it. Because even when I wasn't playing the game, I would sit there while I'm working, and I would just watch um, – fighting cowboy play the game and i'd be like oh so he did that i think when i go play i'm gonna go do that so i would sit there and watch and study what he was doing yourself (laughs) like sylvester stallone (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so anyways and again i always say this because i know people think i'm arrogant and i i am i'm really good looking and i'm smart and all that stuff you're an ignorant slut is what you are yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> but this game was actually really, really easy. I was actually playing, and I'll talk about it next. I was playing a game with Jesse White tonight, and you know he's interested in all these types of games, but he doesn't like really like get into them. He'll play certain types of Dark Souls games, but he doesn't really like Dark Souls and stuff like that because he doesn't like the repetitiveness. Like, uh, die, travel 15, 20 minutes fighting the same enemies, and die again and do it all yeah. over again. This game was so much easier. And again, you got to remember context here. When this game came out in 2012, it was not easy. It was a very difficult game. But now that I've played Bloodborne and beat it four times and beat Dark Souls three times and played Mortal Shell one time, one and a half times, really. um, And I beat all these Souls and Souls-like games. It, I've obviously gotten better at these games that once I learn this world, because it has its own world, of course, and but I knew a lot of the items, I knew the weapons, I knew how you upgrade the weapons, what you need, and all that stuff. And so I and I also knew the importance of farming and areas that you can farm. So once I did all that, this game became extremely easy. In fact, I'll share this story real quick. I don't want to bore you guys, but I thought this was pretty cool. This is how easy the game got for me. So my character was so OP that I came across, and this is, we're talking about three-fourths, maybe four-fifths through the game. So we're in the later stages of the game where bosses are supposed to be hard. Because as you get in the game more and more, the bosses become more and more difficult. So I'm in this level that's not real nice. It's a fire level, and there's fire everywhere, and it's it's a, kind of a pain in the butt. And I come to this uh, doorway that has the smoke, which is normally, hey, boss fight. But I was only a little bit into the level. Like, I'd only been in the area for a little bit. I'm like, nah, it's not going to be a boss fight. But I was down to, like, four Estus flasks, um, which normally I could hold 20 at this time. I was down to four. (laughs) And I had, like, I want to say I had, like, 45,000 souls. So I didn't want to lose them, which basically at this point allowed me to level up about once. Um, and I, I was like, ah, I don't really know if I want to go in this door, but I also don't want to go back. Yeah, because um, then you have to do that whole portion again. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through the door. I don't think it's going to be a boss. Sure enough, it was a boss. And this boss fight is in a like lava area where there's only on the edges, there's ground that you can walk on that you don't burn to death. 
And then there's like this middle platform that you are not platform, but middle area where you're safe, but it's a little area and that's where you're pretty much supposed to fight the boss. So I get in there, he starts walloping me. He's like this big creature. He's not like a little small human. He starts walloping me. I'm like, you know, excuse my language, but this I'm getting out of here. So I'm like, all right, I go in the menus and I start going to the menus to get to my homeward bone, which basically takes you back to a bonfire but you don't lose any of your souls. So you can leave a boss area without losing your souls. So I start to go in the menu and he starts beating me down more and more. So I'm down to like maybe two hits left and then I'll die. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I don't have time. So I get out of the menus and I quickly like jump out of the way, heal up. And then I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to fight him. And I, I beat him down. Like I never used an SS flask again. I absolutely killed him. He didn't even touch me after that. I'm like, oh, I, I could have just fought this guy. So the moral of the story is, while it may, may sound like I'm trying to brag about how great I am, the point is is that I was so OP because of like the knowledge that I have from this, like playing previous style games, that I was able to destroy every single boss, and it never took more than two times to fight these guys. Even the very last boss, which is... He's actually, I would think he's pretty hard, but he really wasn't. I only fought him twice. I killed him on the second time. Um, what level were you when you when the credits rolled? Uh, like a hundred. And I was, I was in, I was, I actually put in the question in Google. I was like, "What level were you when you finished Dark Souls?" And most people are like, "Oh, like 75, 80. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, that's, that's probably why I'm OP." Plus levels aren't always like you could be a level 200 but you're not really boosting your character much like they die off there's like there's like levels like certain levels that you get to where you'll see the stats die off and it's pointless to put the points into that level like for instance strength once you get to like 40 strength and you keep trying to level it up it actually doesn't go up the number doesn't go up um your strength level so you would go well why would i keep putting in there well that's if you want to use like a level 50 strength weapon you got to be level 50 of course um but the point i'm trying to make is your character isn't actually getting stronger your character isn't actually getting more stamina once you hit those hard level um caps um and i had hit those hard level caps so leveling up wasn't really doing anything what was making me op besides the level was I had gotten, as far as I know, I had gotten the strongest armor in the game, which is Havel's armor. You can get them in all the Dark Souls games. Um, Havel's armor weighs a ton, but it's also OP when it comes to ha- It's kind of like, if I was using an analogy, uh, the last armor that you can, un- the secret last armor you can unlock in Horizon Zero Dawn, where basically yeah. you can just walk through everybody. Of course, people can in Dark Souls can still kill you, but you can take a lot of abuse. And I actually got Havel's armor like probably maybe halfway through the game, maybe less. Well, that's a big deal because in in those games, usually every hit could mean, well, I now have to use one of my very uh, limited healing abilities and things like that. So usually that's a huge deal. So I would imagine having that armor makes it. Yeah, so having that armor, maxing out a Claymore to a plus 15, the reason I share this stuff is if anybody's listening going, Dark Souls games aren't for me, but I've always been really interested in them. 
if you'll do, it's like school. If you'll do a little bit of studying, a little bit of research, yes, it takes some work. It's, I know it's a video game and some of you are going to cry like little babies. It's a game. You shouldn't have to. But <laughs> that's the fun of it is once you start learning the systems, it doesn't take as much skill as you think. I'm not saying I don't have skill. I have skill. But most of it is in my knowledge less than, less than my ability to beat the game. Because if, if you ask me, strip off all your armor and use a club a level one club and go beat the game, I'd be like, nope, not doing it. I'm never going to ask you to strip off anything. But hey, listen, let me ask you this. Are you, But because we got to get into our game here, but I want to ask you, are you going to do, are you going to play Dark Souls 2? I know you're playing some Code Vein, but are you going to play Dark Souls 2 now? Okay, so I bought that on PC right away, like as soon as I beat Dark Souls. And I started it, I'm about two hours in. And I just don't like it as much. I mean, I might get into it. But I think it's, I was doing fine. It wasn't like, oh, I'm dying every five seconds, so I don't like it that much. I just didn't feel like diving right in. In fact, I was telling Jesse, I was like, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is I'm really excited for Demon Souls coming out in two months. I think it's time to take a break from like the Souls game. Yeah, yeah, that way you have the itch again when it comes around. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping because I don't want to like overdo it and then be like no i don't want to play doom Souls. dude i actually i'm totally there with you because i want when i play cyberpunk and assassin's creed i don't want to have just come off of huge open world games with tons of side quests so i'm really glad that i finished ghost of tsushima and i don't see any others on the horizon that are big open world exploration games so i'm excited when those do arrive i will be raring and ready to go for those but all right, sweet. Well, we need to move along. I want to see what you guys know. I've only got eight questions here. I want to see what you guys know about some console launches in history. Um, but before we do that, we didn't check in with Dan. Anything you're playing, my friend? Um, so I finished the Marvel's Avengers uh, game, the main story. Oh, okay. Um, is it uh, worth is it worth me pushing through the mission structure that I don't like? Um, I. I I think the story is is actually the strongest part overall, and I do like um, Kamala as like a main character, kind of like she's really great carrying the story. I mean, as as you get to the second half of the game, there's definitely more emphasis on the rest of the Avengers because like it kind of just becomes more like whole world like being destroyed scenario as opposed to just following the teen that's you know teaming up with the Avengers and kind of bringing them together. Like they get brought together you know, spoiler alert, obviously, cause they have to defeat the big bad. So, um, but yeah, it, and it's definitely left, um, kind of open at the end because, you know, there's gonna, they're going to add stuff to the game, um, add new characters. I, I would imagine they'll, they'll add DLC to add, um, have new villains show up and things like that. Like who, who knows what they're going to do? Cause this is supposed to be kind of almost like games for service sort of situation a little bit but only the best villains for ps4 am i right guys yes absolutely definitely like venom imagine if venom only showed up on the oh ps4 that'd be, rough. that'd be rough because i mean we're getting spider-man so or if they somehow add this entire awesome thanos storyline but only for ps4 yeah That's absolutely it. absolutely That's ps4 definitely um but no i i am definitely uh i definitely enjoyed it and i and i um i think i just want to try to maybe figure out playing with some people because like, so I did, um, I, I did a, a mission after I finished the game and it was super long. Like I kept being like, Oh, okay. I think I'm about to finish the mission. And it was just like, Nope, we're going to go to this next section. And I was like, wait, what? This isn't over yet. Like overall, it, the whole mission took almost like an hour, mm, um, gotcha. going, going from section to section. 
Um, and it just, it, it kind of felt like repetitive because it was so long and I was just kind of playing by myself. Whereas like, I think if I was playing with a couple of buddies, like we would have kind of just been, you know, shooting the shit as we were playing and right. like, just like being like, Oh man, this is taking a while, huh? LOL and whatever. Okay. But um, see, that's where I struggle. And Derek and I've talked about this a lot with stuff like destiny and really any other co-op games. If there's an element of the story, really any element that I'm interested in, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't want to be playing co-op with anybody. I just want to enjoy the story on my own. I want to be immersed. I don't want to be chit-chatting and making jokes and whatever else. I, well, wanna... I think, I think that's it's fine when it's not story-specific. Like if you're oh, not if you're not doing like something story specific where like oh I I want to pay attention like I'm really feeling like this moment yeah. and what's going on then yeah. yeah but if it's if it's outside of that I think it's fine yeah 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 oh totally if you're repeating missions if you're grinding levels if you're doing side stuff um, then it makes sense but yeah in general I stay away from yeah co op for anything that has a story I don't know why I just always have yeah um, but yeah no I our- finished I finished that and. Um, I started a couple other things, but I don't have much to say yet because I literally just played like less than an hour of it besides Mario 64. So, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the best and worst console launches throughout history. Since, of course, we now have official news from both Microsoft and Sony on what we can expect this holiday. Not a moment too soon. (laughs) We're more than halfway through September. We're less than two months away from both of these consoles and we finally have prices and and uh, release details. So we'll get to that in a minute. But for right now, I've got eight questions for you guys. Let's see how you both do uh, with your console launch history. So number one, the fifth generation of consoles was, was dominated by the original PlayStation with over 100 million consoles sold worldwide when all was said and done. But which console from that same generation finished second place behind the PlayStation 1? So I'll give you the list and you pick which one. Okay. Was it the Atari Jaguar, the 3DO, the 32X, Nintendo 64, or Sega Saturn? I mean, I feel like it seems obvious, but it might be a trick. I'm just going to say Nintendo 64. Uh, 64. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to give you guys one that you could totally get. Okay. That one's pretty easy. <laughs> um, well, so, yeah, of course, Dan on that thinking, like, he's got to be trying to trick us. <laughs> I should have said 32X as a joke. Like, 32 in, case you're, in case you're curious, the Saturn sold 9 million, which was not considered very successful after the very successful Genesis. Uh, 32X, which was kind of an in-between there, too, was 665,000 yep. sold. <laughs> um, Atari Jaguar was 250,000 sold. Uh, but the 3DO was up to 2 million, which is more than I thought. Okay. So respectable number two you guys both got that one right well done number two the super nintendo launched on august 23rd 1991 with only five titles which of these was not a launch game Hmm. so one of these six games was not a launch game the other five were sim city super mario world super bases loaded f-zero pilot wings or gradius three one of those did not launch with a super nintendo no googling what was the first two? Uh, so Sim City, okay, Super Mario World, Super Bases Loaded, F Zero, Pilot Wings, or Gradius Three. I'll say Gradius Three. Uh, I'll say F Zero. You're both wrong. Ah. The launch titles with the Super Nintendo were Sim City, Super Mario World, F Zero, Pilot Wings, and Gradius Three. Super Bases Loaded came out a little while later. 
Um, but it, it did come out, but it was not a launch game. Baseball is dumb. <laughs> Baseball is dumb. Um, so yeah, I also thought that was notable because it, Super Nintendo launched with five games. Yeah. Five. No one was throwing a hissy fit then. <laughs> there was no backwards compatibility with the old Nintendo. It was just, Nobody here's your five games. And either. <laughs> by the way, they're each going to be like 80 bucks. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Sega was a major player in the console market through the eight, late 80s all the way through till about 2001, as we all know. They often had different titles for their systems, different names for their systems based on the region. So do you guys remember which of these was the Sega Mega Drive? What was that? Sega Mega Drive was called this in the USA. Was it Sega Saturn, 32X, Sega Genesis, Dreamcast, or Master System? Derek. Let's go with Teague first this time. The Mega Drive was which Sega console? What were the options again? Saturn, 32X, Genesis, Dreamcast, Master System. I'll just say Saturn. I have no clue. Uh, Master System. You guys are both wrong. Sega wow. would be ashamed. It's Sega Genesis. Was it? Sega Genesis. Yep. I really actually thought it was the Master System. Yep. The Mega Drive was the Sega Genesis. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, everybody. That's what my, <laughs> well, that's what my research points. tells me. Then I lose points. That's right. All right, real quick one here. Number four, true or false? The PlayStation 2 released a year before their primary competition. So we're not counting Dreamcast here. Uh, so PlayStation 2 released a year before their primary competition, both the GameCube and the Xbox. True or false? Before, no before both of them? Yeah, a year before both of them. Mm-hmm. A year or two years? Uh, let's say at least a year. I say false. Mm, I'll say true. It is true. Ah. PlayStation 2 released a year before both the GameCube and the Xbox. I wasn't sure released. about GameCube. I knew Xbox it did. but Yeah, GameCube and Xbox released, I think, within a week of each other the okay. next year. Um, all right. Number five, over the years, $200 has been a favorite price point for Nintendo. Which one of these consoles or handhelds did not release at 200 So all of these, except for one, came out at 200 bucks. 3DS. <laughs> How do you already know the options? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's either the Nintendo GameCube, Switch Lite, Super Nintendo, N64, or 3DS. 3DS. I mean, he seems pretty... Know. Danny seems confident there. I mean, I'll, sure, 3DS. <laughs> you guys are correct. That one released at 250, <laughs> which was actually pretty roundly um, criticized by fans and non-fans alike for God being forbid. too expensive God forbid. for a handheld. Um, to their credit, they did do a price drop just like six months later because it was struggling so bad. Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. super excited to get like five free trash games. <laughs> For buying it at two fifty, yeah, I remember, yeah, because they gave you uh, this some kind of little certificate. Like the Mario game, so stupid. They gave you it was something you actually downloaded, and it sat on the dashboard of your 3DS system, and it was some sort of ambassador certificate. Yeah, was like, what is this? But I know Derek didn't like them. They gave us a ton of Game Boy Advance games for free, including uh, Legend of Zelda and the Minish Cap, yeah. and Metroid. Metroid Fusion was one of those. Metroid Fusion's excellent. Yeah, those are both good. Yeah. Stupid Derek. All right, true or false, boys? Bill Gates was in talks with Sega's leadership about making the Xbox compatible with Dreamcast games, but that fell apart when they couldn't agree on the implementation of online services. True Mm. or false? 
keep in mind Xbox was going to release in 2002, I believe, and Dreamcast had already essentially given up. Sega was done at that point because PlayStation 2 had crushed them. I'll say false. I'll say true. It is true. Really? I had never heard that. They were really close, but they couldn't agree on the online services piece, which Dreamcast Hmm. had their own title for theirs. I forget what it was. I was not aware of that. That's That's why I believe it was true, because Dreamcast was like the first console I played online. Dude, can you imagine, just real quick, what if Xbox had gotten all those Sega Dreamcast games compatible? Like, if you owned those, you can play them on your new Xbox. That would have been so interesting. I mean, what if Nintendo and Sony merged? Sega's been working with Xbox a lot more recently now that there's been a lot of rumors that they were going to like buy them out or something like that. Yeah, that one of their many acquisitions. I've heard that too. Yeah, basically Microsoft's supposed to buy everybody apparently. All right, two more questions. How many years were there between the release of the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance? How many years between those two? Was it 10, 12, 14, or 16 between the release of the Game Boy? And then finally, even though there were some iterations on Game Boy, right? Like the SP, no, not the SP, the uh, Pocket and Color. Yeah. And then finally, Game Boy Advance, the real successor came out. How many years later? 10, 12, 14, 16. I'll say 10. I'll say 12. Teague, you're on fire tonight, man. It is 12. I was going to say Boy 12. Was, <laughs> yeah, Game Boy released in 1989 and Game Boy Advance. 12 years, huh? In 2000. Who's the bot? really? It's me. It's you, totally. Wow. All right, last one. This is always fun to make fun of failures, right? Which one of these console failures sold the least number of units? <laughs> was it the Atari Jaguar, Apple's Bandai Pippin, the Virtual Boy, the Engage? or the Commodore 64 games system. And right. I have to specify Commodore 64 games system because it's different than the original Commodore 64. What the hell is the Pippin? The Pippin? What? The I Apple Bandai that. Pippin. Yep. The hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's real. Scotty Pippin? I don't think it released in the US though, maybe. Are we talking about Scotty Pippin or I'm going to say Virtue Boy though. I'm going to say Engage. All right. Out of all of those, you guys are both wrong, actually. Um, <laughs> the N-Gage sold the most of those. Oh, really? Million. Yeah, three million sold because, especially in Asia, people loved the phone. And the freaking Taco too. Talk? They loved – yeah, they did. They loved the combo of those two things. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Virtual Boy actually sold 770000 That will go, go to show you how much a brand name can carry you, even if your device sucks. Um, cause that's way more than I thought they would have sold. I already told you before that the Jaguar sold 250,000 about the Pippin, the Apple Bandai Pippin sold 42,000, but the worst by far. So if you guys remember the Commodore 64 was a really popular yeah. kind of computer arcade system, which actually did quite well. There were millions of those that were out there. So they decided to follow it up with a kind of a more affordable and then maybe slightly upgraded console version later in the eighties called the Commodore 64 games system. And it sold less than 10,000. Wow. Oof. Some even estimate it was at 2000 max and they maybe made 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It was awful. Well, like, I've never heard of that. I, I used to play Commodore 64 all the time. I've never heard of the game. The reason I picked I picked Virtue Boy is because I knew it was seven something, and I thought it was seventy five hundred is what was sold because oh, I gotcha. remember it being like a laughing stock of like failure. So I was actually thinking a really low number like that. 
Yep. And a lot of people just rented it and not actually bought it. That's what I did. I rented it from Blockbuster back when they used to rent consoles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Virtual Boy was still laughed at because they didn't crack a million, which with Nintendo's brand and the previous and the major players in the industry, that was a really bad number. So, yeah, so there you go. That's painful. <laughs> yep, yep. And you know what else is painful is Teague just wiped the floor with you on that it, one. Well, you know, it's about time because I usually win these. So. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is true. I think that's two in a row for me, so shut that's, No, I definitely demolished you last time, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some headlines. I don't know if you demolished me last time. Okay. okay. You know what? That's not even fair because I can't throw that back at you because I'm a nice person. So Uh, (laughs) you 100. All right. I don't know of any kind of general headlines that maybe I missed. Let and I also that would include a lot of Microsoft headlines. They've stayed relatively quiet. Although I will say this, I recommend following Xbox on either Twitter or YouTube. You can. They've put out some really interesting videos. For example, they've gone in and shown exactly what it looks like to do a quick resume between multiple games. We're talking yeah. like, I think they showed five at a time, just jumping from game to game. And it literally is on the exact frame where you left it when you jump back into the yeah. game. So really, really interesting stuff. I don't know how many games you can do that with or you know if that works with every app. Like, Can you do Netflix and then jump over to ESPN I'm, and then into a game and then over to YouTube? I'm going to guess that's the max that they showed in the video, like just to kind of give us the perspective of like, this is what you can do, like four or five. I don't know if I need more than five. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, think of it but, like um, your PC, right? I mean, you have a bunch of windows at the bottom, just minimize. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. But I do recommend that if you're interested in seeing some of the developments from um what xbox is up to check that out and the only other piece of news that i'm aware of and this isn't new this week we already talked about this but just as a reminder the official pre-order date is this tuesday well thanks for the heads up tim because uh for the playstation most of us did not get much of a heads up now did we (laughs) you know i before we move into whatever we're going to talk about like all the news and stuff but like that's kind of like my frustration too is like i know a lot of people are like oh the PS5 didn't give us enough warning, and I agree, so I'm not going to defend them. Um, giving us, well, it ended up being less than, what, three or four hours, but yeah. Uh, but even still, they're, they were really only giving us about a 12-hour heads up, which is not oh, yeah. acceptable. But even yeah, no. with Xbox giving us like a three-week head up, heads up, with all these bots that are purchasing everything like automatically, like they're setting their bots to buy 10 Xboxes or whatever, um, or PlayStations. Yep. Them telling uh, telling them three weeks ahead is just going to give more and more people time to go. In fact, I saw a girl in one of the groups say, I'm considering getting a bot just to make sure I get a Series X. Yep. And, and I'm sure she's just going to buy herself one. But like that's sad that we live in a world where people are like, well, I've got to pay $75 or whatever it is to get an automated bot to buy you something. And as somebody who tried to get not only a PS5, which we'll talk about in a second, but I tried to get RTX 3080. And I was on multiple, I'm talking three or four websites before the actual release. So I was refreshing when it said coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. And as soon as they said available, because I knew the exact time that we were supposed to switch to available, on multiple sites, I put them in my cart and started going through the purchasing process and got kicked out by like 9.02, 9.03. Yep. So it's two or three minutes after launch. Gone. Um, 
gone. Yeah. It, it kicked me out. And I was at one of them. I was actually logged into PayPal. So it was loading PayPal to, to confirm the purchase. And as it was loading, it kicked me out back to the cart and said, this item is no longer available. All right. So can I just suggest that as much as that's annoying that bots, you know, and people who want to, you know, upsell them on eBay, they suck. Those people are the worst. But I think the onus here is really on the retailer, like have a better e-com platform that can actually put people in some sort of queue in the order in which they actually begin the the checkout process. That's the thing. Everyone, everyone add that to your cart. Your e-commerce platform should tell you that this is available or not right at that moment. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Everyone was SaaS and Sony, but I think really actually what happened, and I think Walmart's the one that pushed the uh, the first domino that started the domino effect of this. Yeah, nonsense. but they can't do that. They can't do pre-orders and all that stuff without authorization. So obviously PlayStation had already, or Sony had already worked out an agreement. Hey, we're going to launch pre-orders in this time frame. But I mean, they, they still ha- they can't like like Walmart can't just break the rules. It's just like they can't sell an item early. So I'm, I mean, can't I'm they def- though? Potentially, I don't think so because if they could, then then these stores would be putting up pre orders way before before. But I think they can. Maybe Sony as soon as Sony gave them here's your allocation of consoles, boom, they set them live. Okay, so maybe you guys are right because there are like for instance. Uh, um, I'm forgetting his name. I want to say Johan. I'm afraid of saying it wrong, but he's actually a, a really good friend in our group. I've known him for like eight or nine years. But he was like, "Yeah, I already got the RTX 3080 uh, pre-ordered," and this was before anybody even had it up. I'm like, "How did you get it up?" Yeah. He's like, "Well, I'm not in the United States, and the store that I buy from, they just they allow me to pre-order." So yeah, you guys exactly. are probably right. I mean, it's I like when stores that. break street date, right? For actual games, like they just have the games right. already because yeah. they're. They yeah. keep that secret, and that's against the law. Like, if they get caught, they get in trouble. So yeah. I was thinking that what was happening is Sony, because they obviously have to talk to them. There's a group in Sony that has to talk to Amazon, Best Buy, all the retailers to say, this yeah. is our showcase. We're going to announce the price. We're going to announce pre-order date, everything like that. Do not, like, do not pre-order, allow pre-orders until this time. Exactly. And so, and I think as soon as those stores, those retailers got like, Hey, we're going to have an allocation of 150,000 units or whatever, then they can set it live as soon as they want to really. Cause that just means that they're, cause they're buying those from Sony. And at that point, this is going to sound callous. I'm not saying Sony doesn't care about the consumer, but they don't really care how this retailer rolls it out at that point. Like it's going to bust your store. They can't do anything because at that point, like it's because like my, so my wife, because I was driving, so I went to um, the Plymouth GameStop just to trade in a couple of things, just to kind of have some extra credit and then put towards Mario. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, so do you have your, your PlayStation? You know, are you here to put it on hold? And I was like, oh, are you are you doing it? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. And they're like, oh, we just have the digital one. I was like, wait, it's, you're out of the other one? And they were like, yeah, they, they let us start doing them already and i was like are you Jeez. kidding me like so then like i had to call some of the other game stops and then there was one in wareham which was almost about 30 minutes away so i i like literally was speeding to to wareham <laughs> to, <laughs> to try to like put this thing on hold and by the time i got there they're like yeah no like we they we had 
more people in line waiting to put it on hold because everyone was rushing after they called us that like some people local hate. man dies in auto accident yeah. after speeding <laughs> to, to pre-order a video game console <laughs> like hey, breaking the law you could have gotten a digital one and you pass it up you're an idiot. I hate i'm you. not getting a freaking digital one i'm gonna get a well, disc one that's ridiculous like shift it to one of us. Like I wanted a digital. It's true, one. I would have totally bought a That's digital fine, one of you. But hey, I, listen, uh, remember <laughs> earlier when I sounded old? Well, <laughs> listen. The bottom line is, I can play my games currently now on that new machine. Only. Well, you got friends that do that. You actually do a podcast. I mean, are we friends though? Because you guys forgot my birthday. I don't even know. I did not. I told you to happy. <laughs> yeah, you told me today. Tim didn't even wish me a happy birthday. You're dead, Tim. Guys, I, I pretty, pretty consistently don't wish anyone happy birthdays. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Anyways, the bottom line is this whole situation was BS and it was nonsense. And I don't like reserving things online because I just don't trust it. Because why? I'm with you there. And that's yeah. why I said I wish you would have pre-ordered because I will legit. <laughs> well, first of all, it was in the store. That wouldn't have that wouldn't have mattered. So, yeah, yeah could have done could have done some kind of current gen battle square where Derek and I face off to see who gets to buy it from you. It would have been great. Yeah, that, well, an actual fist fight though. I want an actual oh, okay. fist fight. That's fair. Um, but but yeah. anyways, guys, the point I'm trying to make is the Series X is going to run into the same issues as the PlayStation Five, even though they gave you a three week headset. Head, well, of course. Uh, heads up. But also, here's my thing. We're all talking about how well, Walmart just, you know, did this. Well, then why isn't anybody doing pre-orders for Xbox now? We already know the Because they don't have their allocation numbers yet. Okay. So they, you can't put your pre-orders live until you actually put into your system, here's the hard cap on our inventory, and they don't know their inventory yet. Yeah. Well, so they're waiting to see what that'll be. I just think there's got to be a better system. I, oh, they're I'm definitely not saying I've got it figured out but there has to be a way that they actually use these hey sign up to be notified for an actual reason like i do appreciate what playstation did today and that is they started sending out invitations which by the way playstation screw you i put my email in about 30 times yeah and never they never send me an email i always email me either i always see dan phillips in our group saying Sony sent me a ten dollars through email. Sony did this. I'm like, dude, I never get any email from them, and they're and not. I'm like, dude, Sony. Game. Dan likes Xbox more than you. Yeah, no, right. I I mean, I'm the Sony guy on this show, and I don't freaking get one. Like, no, I never get email. But anyways, I do like that system that they were at least giving people a shot until they ran out of their inventory, where they put you in a queue, and it was all controlled. This is what I liked about it. They gave you an invitation, and if you shared the invitation, they automatically blocked that purchase. But yeah. if you actually logged in and it was you, you could purchase one PlayStation, either digital or phys- or yeah, standard. Yeah, I've heard I, it works really well. It works really well for people like Dan Phillips and some and other. By the way, Dan, we love you. Don't listen to Derek's horrible impersonation <laughs> of you. That was not nice. Yeah, he deserves it. He tried to call me out and unlock. I don't think I forget. <laughs> I never forget. No, I'm just kidding. I really Um, Um, but sounds like you didn't forget. Oh, I really don't forget. Try being married to me. Um, I really am a woman. Like I don't forget anything. Sure. So, anyways, my point is, I even I was, and I said this like on our previous shows. I was like, I'm not even worried about getting a Series X. Like it's going to be fine. People are more excited for the PS5. I'll just be able to walk in the GameStop and be like, you know, obviously that day. Like I know it will sell out. 
But like, I should be able to walk in the store that day and just be like, "Hey, you got any? Ser- yeah, we got Series X." I now am like a little worried because like I think it's gonna sell out online because of bots, and I do think it's gonna sell out because people are paranoid about bots. Um, it's gonna sell out in stores as well fast, and and that frustrates me because I actually want to use my GameStop credit you know, trading credit to buy a Series X. I didn't get to use I don't think it. it's going to be that hard to get either of these after launch within a couple of weeks. I, I just, I have a hard time seeing there being like, like the shortage we saw with things like the Wii. I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I think there's going to be availability. Both Sony and Microsoft aren't putting their entire allocation of consoles up on launch day, they want there to be availability on Black Friday. They want availability in the weeks leading up to Christmas. So all so, the maniacs like fist fighting each other at Black Friday. <laughs> I, I honestly think you're, for both these systems, I guess really for all four versions of these two different systems, you're going to be able to find some variation. I think of both of them between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Maybe it'll be hard. Maybe it won't be super easy to find that, but I think there'll be some. I could be. I right. just think definitely be harder for PlayStation Five. Uh, because I, I think uh, it is going to outsell um, the Series X or even the Series S. But I also think that the whole system and the way it's all set up in general is just a mess. Like I'm saying in all of pre-orders, I'm not just blasting PS5. I just yeah. think even with the Series X, you're going to run into issues. I don't think any consumer should have any fear. I think they should have been doing this six months ago. I said this in the group, and I'm going to say it real here, real quick here, and then we can move on to the next headline or whatever. Is I think that these companies, and I'm talking Apple, any major like, hey, we're releasing an iPhone or we're releasing a new console, whatever it is, you should start right away, six months ahead of time, getting a feel for how many people are going to want to buy this, buy this because. Even though we all are like, well, the PS4 sold gazillion consoles, they should know to make a hundred million at launch. That's not going to happen because that is not a guaranteed return on investment, and they're not going to invest in a hundred. Yeah, million. they didn't see that with PS3; they struggled. So yeah, yeah. yes, and that's my point, and that was actually what I was going to say next. It's the yeah. PS3 ended up being a fail, and I know. People like JP and all them like to say, well, the PlayStation outsold the 360. But here's the thing nobody ever... Eventually. Exactly. The 360 probably actually made more money than PlayStation 3 just because most of the consoles for the Xbox 360 were sold in the beginning when it was at its highest value, whereas the PS3 sold most of its consoles in the end when it was at its lowest value, which I think it dropped all the way down to 300 bucks. Um, well, also the PS3 didn't have exclusives for a while. Now, towards the second half of its lifespan, it started putting out some amazing exclusives. So, yep, it became a must-buy, and it had the slim version. It was much more affordable. So, yeah, they they Anyways, caught up. And I'm just saying, like, we need to start creating these systems where the, where PlayStation and all these retailers start working together. I'm talking six, eight months ahead of time. Start figuring out numbers and going, okay realistically for you to survive in November and make everybody happy. Cause that really is important here. I don't want anybody. I'm not sitting here going, I got my pre-order and I'm going, dude, this sucks. I don't even know if mine's going to get canceled. 
And yeah. I don't like the fact that most people are paranoid about that. Oh yeah. And I also don't like the fact that I'm I'm posting on hey groups saying hey this is what I'm getting on November twelfth as long as it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. What are you getting? And yeah, a lot of people were chiming in with positive things, but there was a lot of people like I'm getting nothing because nothing's available. Like like they they need to create some type of system where they know ahead of time so they can start creating the number. Yeah, the forecast of the number that is realistic up front. Are you seeing um the people posting the screenshots from Amazon to emails they're getting already? Amazon's yeah, already basically saying like, "Hey, like heads up, like we don't know if we're going to be able to deliver yours the day it comes out." Yeah, and that's I Amazon. Getting, like, I know people are getting upset about that, but honestly, I ordered this online at GameStop. And it's supposed to arrive sometime after November twelfth. Like I don't think it's going to come November twelfth. Yeah, it it said two to four business days, right? Is, is that what the parentheses it said? Yeah, Normally, that, GameStop makes you pay for a day one shipping. I was going so fast, I didn't click anything. So it did, I got it didn't give you the game. option. It didn't. Okay, so yeah, that's why no, it didn't even it. give you the option. It didn't give me the option. I, that's why when I saw that, I was like, I need this. I I want this on the twelfth. So like, that tells to... you right there. No, like very few people are going to get it November twelfth from them yeah. because of the fact that they're not offering that. Meaning they didn't want to give a bunch of refunds. Yeah, because yeah. they usually charge like fifteen dollars or something for day one shipping yeah that those well, are listen the good news for everyone listening who didn't get one like me and i don't think i'll get a series s or x either um there's not really a whole lot of games that you can only play on those consoles right away anyway so it's exciting it lo- i love opening a new console and setting it up it's so you fun it's so shiny and i hate you but <laughs> there are not many games that you can only well, play on those consoles there just aren't to be fair um, though there are games that you can play on there that will at least load faster or maybe look a little better like i mean well, sure. like cyberpunk i'm gonna play on there i'm not gonna even touch it on my playstation 4 like that's not happening. yeah but on my post to well, okay i already know what tim's gonna say so let me say it like this on my <laughs> post on my post today i shared four games now, Tim, if he doesn't buy a PS5, he cannot play half of those. Now, he might not care about one of the ones that he can't play, but he can't. He can play uh, Spider-Man or Miles, but he's gonna get the lesser version, which he's obviously okay with. Which I honestly would have been okay with if I couldn't have get, gotten a PS5. I still would have bought Miles, um, but he can't play Demon Souls, and that was the big. I know he doesn't care about that, but. That's a huge one for me. That's a it does look really good. I don't care. I hate when people and I saw it in Unlock. Yeah, remaster. Like, shut up, dude. This game does not play <laughs> like the original at all. Go boot up the original. The original. Dude, the, it looks gorgeous. Like, oh god, dude, it looks better than it, like any Soulsborne game ever. Like, yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good, and the movements are not even Dark Souls like at all. Like, I was watching it, and I made the joke in our text. I was like, dude, the protagonist or the guy you're controlling, he's grunting. This is next gen level. Yeah, right? you got so excited about the grunting. <laughs> next gen grunting. He doesn't make any noise in any of the other games. Like, we got to ask you what are the what are the other games? Ratchet and Clank and something else. Uh, no, Ratchet and Clank's not a November twelfth game. So the four games I'm getting are Destructions All Star. That's PS five only. Um, Which is what is that one? So that was the one that's kind of like a cartoony twisted metal. 
and I'm a oh, big, well, you can get out of your car. It's a right? Ubisoft yeah. game. It's a you yeah. can get out of your car. Okay. So I'm getting that one. I'm getting Demon Souls. I'm getting, uh, and these are just again the ones that I'm playing to get on PS5. Obviously, I'm going to get other games. Do, in do we do we want to just jump into the showcase? Because I have the bullet points of all the ones they said are the confirmed launch titles. Like, yeah, yeah. let's just do it. Screw Nintendo. Go through <laughs> Nintendo fast, and Don't waste. No, we'll we'll come we'll come back to Nintendo. But I do want to say this. Here's here's how I approach it. This is not truly not me trying to be a wet blanket. I promise I'm not because I, I, I love the excitement. I'm not trying to be. I love the excitement around a console launch, you know, watching the trailers and watching both of these consoles are going to be great. I just don't have any incentive because none of the games that own, like the ones you just listed, Derek, Destruction All-Stars, Demon Souls, with the exception of Ratchet and Clank starts to get me a little closer to going, oh, I really loved the last one and I do want to play Rift Apart. Um, so that, that one's close, but there's no other games that I see on the list for either of these consoles that tell me that I would have purchased otherwise, like day one purchase for this game. So then why would I day one purchase the so, console? That's how I, that's how I consider it. So none of these are day one purchase for the games and I'm, so I'm fine with playing them on, it's like, it's like playing it on a lesser PC because my graphics card didn't come in in time, but the game's still fun to play. And at some point I'll play an yeah. upgraded version of it. Well, so you're fortunate because you just got a new sexy PC, um, right. and you also have a PS4 Pro, correct? I don't so, just standard. Oh, but okay. I am gonna. Probably, I might go upgrade to a Pro so if I can't get a PS5. The, the perspective, <laughs> the perspective for me is kind of like what I was just saying just now. Like I have just a regular PlayStation Four, and so there's a legitimate upgrade with the yeah. with the billion stability updates that they do that don't actually work. Because, like, yeah. you know, you sit there and you hold the PlayStation button down and the freaking menu takes, like, five, six seconds to come up, which, like, you yeah. know, first world problems. But, like, like dude, you're going to have a, you're gonna have a real, yeah, you're, you're going to have a real uh, tangible upgrade, Dan, yeah. when you get to that PS5. It's like, be I have the new, t- I got the new yeah. TV. I'll have the, the PlayStation 5 that, that will recognize, you know, sort of those perks of the new TV. So even yep. with a PlayStation 4 game, like it's, a, I feel like it's just going to move faster. Like the UI yeah. is going to oh, yeah. move everything's faster. Gonna, you know? gonna be, trust me, everything's going to yeah. be better. So that hey, for I me is worth it. Before we get into to PlayStation and stuff like this, I, uh, this has to do with Xbox and what we were talking about earlier. So apparently Jeff Keighley tweeted this out and I didn't know. I've heard that Xbox will be penalizing retailers by lowering, this is huge, allocations if they break their embargoes. Nice. So hopefully these times will hold. So that's pretty (laughs) cool that they're basically saying, hey, Walmart, you do this, we're going to give you less. Now, is that really what they're going to do? Because, you know, they want to make money too. I don't know. But at least the fact that they're threatening it will at least get in their heads like, please take these seriously. We don't want to screw over the people that are trying to, our fans who are trying to get this on the set time that we set. Yeah. Punishments so I, I like need that. to be like dealt that. up. All right. Well, Dan, you're our Sony pony. So why don't you walk us through some of the PlayStation showcase? And on, at moments that Derek and I feel the, the urge to right. chime in, we will. Well, you know, we're going to we're gonna go over the PlayStation <laughs> showcase, but I'm really just going to call it the Final Fantasy 16 discussion because that's all that all right, matters. Fair, fair enough. All right, so Final Fantasy. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's start off with like the good, the, the main thing and just get that out of the way. We finally have prices. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And a date. Um, which I actually forgot to jot down, but it's November 12th. It is. So well, it's con- so November 12th in USA, Japan, Canada, Mexico, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, Main South regions. Korea. 
and then everywhere and then, else the 19th of November. Well, I would actually say oh, that's a pretty big a pretty big miss is Europe. Europe oh, doesn't well, get yeah. it till the 19th. True, true, true. Yeah, but I think that's because uh even though Europe it sells nicely, I think they were trying to um they were trying to divide it because it would give them another week to, to make some consoles. Yeah, I, no, that could be true. I just found that one to be interesting because that is a major market for them. Yeah. So anyway, they'll they'll sell well there regardless, even waiting the extra week. So, um, but yeah, we have the date, uh, prices we have as well. Uh, standard PlayStation Five is five hundred, well four ninety nine ninety nine, as they say, and then the digital edition is three ninety nine ninety nine. Can I just say that that is an outstanding price for digital. Yeah. I never once thought digital would be less than $50 than the standard. Yeah. Cause the more, thing I said more than $50. Than the this isn't like a jab at Xbox, but technically the S the series S is in the, uh, the guts is yeah, is a downgrade, not like a huge downgrade, but it is a no, downgrade. It will be a great console, but yeah. the digital edition is exactly like the disc. And that's why I was like, yeah. And I know you were like, Oh, I want my disc drive. I'm an old man and I'm pissed, but I exactly. wanted the digital because I'm like, dude, yeah, I might buy this every once in a while, but I'm 99% digital. And the fact that I could have saved $100, unfortunately, the, the digital was sold out when I tried to buy it. Um, the fact that I could have saved, saved $100 is huge. Like, Dude, I am so with you. Whenever I buy a PS5, and who knows, between now and November 12th, maybe some opportunity will pop up and I'll pull the trigger and get one. I don't know yet. But I'm totally going for the digital version. That's a great price for a next-gen console. Yeah. Well. I mean, eight, eight, nine times out of ten, I'm buying a disc. So, so that's why that is worth it to me. But you know, I'm an old man. I need my discs. <laughs> I need my discs. Got well, my- I don't really have a huge library of physical games on yeah. the PS4. I'm mostly digital, and then Derek and I game share. By the way, I don't know how that's going to work on the new system. I'm curious to see how things carry over or yeah. don't. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, either way, great prices and yeah, like Derek said, I mean it's it's a hundred dollars. Both of those are good. Yeah, and the in, yeah. the internals are the same, so it's really just minus disc drive. So, all right, we are back. Sorry about that technical glitch there. I don't know what happened. I think it was actually Sony tried to open pre-orders for our podcast <laughs> and it shut and, down our website and it just closed everything down. I'm not sure what happened there, but all right. So Dan, we were starting to get into the showcase event, which was really neat. You talked about the. Um, the pricing and release date, but I also want to talk about the games. I thought some of the games they showed were pretty cool. So why don't oh, you tell us, especially that first one, man, what a way to kick this thing off. Um, also, so real quick, I wanted to throw in the dual sense controller, uh, 70 bucks. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to throw that in there. I'm actually surprised. I thought it was going to cost more than that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice controller. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we started, uh, so they, they just, the show started, um, just games, just, throwing games at us left and right. Oh, by the way, the reveal of the price and launch date wasn't until the very, very end. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. But I wanted to just throw that out there because obviously that's the most important thing. Of course. Um, besides this first game. So um, Final Fantasy 16. It's actually happening. It's real. real. Mm-hmm. Leading up to, there were rumors, people were speculating. There was a Twitter account that went up and then got taken down. Um and, and somebody, oh, I forget who it was, somebody at Square Enix had like tweeted something about the showcase, but then took down the tweet. 
So people are like, oh, that's that's fishy, but no way they're making 16. It's happening. Um, so, <laughs> Was I, 15 in 2016, is that when 15 came out? Yes. That sounds right. Yes. When did, what so, day did you say? Or what was it, wasn't or 17. It, it, it was 2017. I think it was December 2016, wasn't it? Well, I, I thought it got put. Yeah, no, actually, because you know what? The other day I was, <laughs> it's it funny. It was 2016. It was it was I don't think I don't remember us including it. Whenever we talk about 2017 being like the year for games of this generation, I don't think Final Fantasy 15 was on that list. I think it just missed the cut. I'll just Google it. Y'all talk and I'll. Um, right, yeah, no, it was November 29, 2016. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just it just no it, it just not it was not anticipating that actually being really a thing. Because to I. be honest, I thought it was all hands on deck for seven remake. And then they'd have smaller teams kind of doing some other stuff. Um, but clearly they just, I, I know they have a lot of employees there. I just didn't think they had enough to be making an, another mainline Final Fantasy while Remake was happening and yeah, Remake totally. Part 2. Um, well, what do you think of the setting of this one? Clearly a t- striking dis- a difference from the previous games, the recent um, games. So, yeah, th- it's funny because like it, you go online and then you see people still complaining um, and I saw people like also saying like, "Oh, I'm not feeling this Western, what, uh, the Western vibes of that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Western? <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, do you mean East, like Eastern? Because it's a Japanese game where they're doing medieval fantasy again, which is what everyone's been asking for for literally over a decade. Um, so people are dumb. Um, but yeah, Very. it's basically so it's borrowing inspirations, I think, from clearly Final Fantasy three, four. 14 and even a little bit of type zero because like this trailer was pretty violent like i think this is going to be a rate of mature final fantasy <laughs> yeah there was a couple of moments where he stabs a dude and it splashes blood all over that kid's yeah. face and yeah i like, think that dude's Whoa. head got cut off actually to like completely cut oh, off. okay okay <laughs> i mean i could be okay. wrong i think he, maybe he slashed like up his body but yeah it looks pretty violent but um um yeah that little blonde kid um straight up to me just looks like just ripped out of final fantasy three. Like if you go and play um, the DS version of final fantasy three, where they redid it um, and they actually have like some CG cutscenes. Like to me, it just, he looks just like those, the, the, the four warriors of light. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just, that's awesome. It's cool that they can be, you know, I guess I was going to say they're going to be brave. Like they're going to be stunning and brave and go back to medieval fantasy. Cause People want more of like the kind of like steampunk, you know, the sci-fi, like, th- like that kind of style, you know, Final Fantasy seven or, um, or 15, which had, that was more Western influenced. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, it's insane. Uh, PlayStation five console exclusive, it said, um, PC Huge also, get. but I don't know if that's going to be, you know, coincide with the console release or if that's going to be later. I don't know. Um, uh, I think everything that was announced that is going to be on PC will all be later. Okay. Probably. I just wasn't sure because it didn't specify. I mean, to be honest with you, I think this will come out on Xbox Series X eventually. I don't think I it's think just going to so stay too. forever on PlayStation. It, I think it's this clearly a time. This is where, and I think this is just another Rise of the Tomb Raider situation, where they're, they have made this agreement, this one with PlayStation, whereas Rise of the Tomb Raider was with Xbox. They've made this agreement with PlayStation to make everything seem like this is a exclusive console exclusive and rea- so 
you're forced, not forced, but in your head, hey, I must own a PS5. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. But in reality, I think a year later, you're going to see the Xbox announced. It could be a year. I think that'd be quick. I, I think it'd be more like a couple of years. But I do think the door is always going to be open for like a complete edition or game of the year edition. Yeah. Or legendary they'll edition. do. If they can't have this edition on any exactly. other console, then they'll do yeah. a different skew. Some kind of bundle with DLC content yeah. that comes out to everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So but that won't be for a while. I think PS5 is the only place to play this thing, yeah. at least initially. Well, That's we're going to get more information, they said, in 2021. They didn't specify when exactly, but they said 2021. So we'll get more info. So um, I'm sure people will be asking them if it'll come out on Xbox, and they, they won't say, because if there's obviously a contract with Sony, then they're not going to specify. Um, nope. okay. Naoki Yoshida um, is the producer of 16. He's um, he's basically like the father of Final Fantasy 14. Like, 14 was a disaster like they they made a game it it was a disaster um and then he came in and basically just cleaned it up the whole situation reborn yeah he basically like took the team from the ground up like completely redid the game entirely that's that's so cool yeah like to the point where like that previous version that was a disaster like they literally end if i recall they ended the game with almost sort of like the meteor actually in the game coming down and then like hitting hitting the planet and like that's how they like kind of like shut that game down. Yeah, they kind of shut down the whole storyline and everything yeah. of that world. Hey, by the way, with my recent re-addiction to Star Wars: The Old Republic, I am totally open to considering playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. Yeah. I only tried it real briefly, but I mean, um, with each expansion that's been coming out, like I keep hearing nothing but amazing. Like like even the story. Like when you think MMO, like story wise, like it like maybe World of Warcraft because the lore is just so rich. I'm telling you, Star Wars Old Republic has great story, but that's because yeah. it's Bioware, and sure. I wouldn't doubt at all that Square delivered a solid yeah. story for theirs. But like, too. yeah, Yoshida just has like just completely taken 14 and just ran with it, and it's like it's doing really well. He's obviously a great producer, which is why they just kind of said, hey, take the reins, make for uh, 16. Um, so I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I have full confidence because clearly if the MMO can have an excellent story and just great vibes, uh, great then world building, then yeah, yeah, this certainly I will think they'll well. learn, um, and then we need to move on to the next game, but I think they'll learn from Final Fantasy 15, even though that's my favorite and there's a good amount of, of other gamers who like Final Fantasy 15 a lot. There was also a lot of negative feedback about the story and, and things like that that we've talked about on the show before. Yep. I, yep. I think they'll learn from that. I think they understand that they need to create a, I want to say, complete product. Yeah, from exactly. The, from, the, <laughs> from day one. Do you guys think some of those clips were gameplay? Because it looked like it to me. Oh, it absolutely was gameplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. how and, the game. I thought it looked so good. Like the I'm not going to say that. Fight. I don't yeah. think... That's going to be exactly how the game looks, but they are trying to oh, mimic what the PS5 can do. Oh, I, think I, it's... Got some, I got some Dark Souls and Witcher vibes, too, with the dark and the big monsters. Well, and I, like, I just got little vibes of those two It definitely looks like a more mature game. Like As much as I love Final mm-hmm. Fantasy XV, it still had like this kiddie-ish side to it. Yeah. Um, this looks more, just from what we saw, it, more It definitely mature. wasn't supposed to, but... 
I know, um, but they still made it like. So the huge. thing, the thing, and I don't know yeah. how much because I've watched the trailer for for sixteen now probably upwards of like six, seven, eight times. Um, and and just <laughs> I like just seen it once. <laughs> I just finished it. I'm actually watching the showcase as we talk. It, it's it's actually a pretty meaty um meaty trailer because they I think they kind of give you a decent amount of what's going to be happening and and you know it's speculation yeah. and theory and that's like in of itself pretty fun. Um, but it they they mention a blight going on in that world which is basically like what like a plague like a black plague um and then it shows the little kid and he clearly has healing powers because he clearly has like potentially the phoenix inside of him so i think they're gonna kind of almost borrow some stuff from 14 and i don't want to give like too much spoilers about 14 but there's sort of this connection of like people and summons not just summoning them, but like a deeper connection. I think that's what's going to be happening here. And I think it's going to be like kingdoms warring with each other and each kingdom potentially having like a summon almost as like their ultimate weapon as protection. Well, yeah, because at the beginning, it's a big war and they're trying to battle Shiva to talk about. And and potentially, I think even maybe like this theme of like, he's a kid. So I'm wondering if the other summons are also like inside of children. So there's going to be like this really dark theme of like, you know, taking advantage of children and using them as weapons uh, of war, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to have a dark, more mature, interesting story. I'm, I'm very excited. So yeah, obviously if you can't tell, cause I've been rambling now for 20 minutes. That's all right. This is the one that I think is the biggest <laughs> deal outside of the the release date news. This was the biggest deal. So this is pretty exciting. Yeah, um, it's a it's a huge get. Um, and I think, like I said, I do think it will come to other consoles and PC and all that stuff later on. But I think for right now, with all the hype on, as I've said, PlayStation Five is the one that most gamers want. This is just another like. Here's another reason. I mean, they just yep. pile on. Here's another reason. Here's another reason. And this is a huge one. At the end of the day, it's about the games. And I'm, and that's why for me, I've always been like, you know, I'm an adult. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Xbox sucks. It's like, it, it doesn't. They have games. It's great. But like Sony has great exclusives. And that's why I've always liked them the most for many years now. And this is like I one of those too, reasons. But yeah. I don't like foreign people. So that's sure, why that's I'm fine. Xbox. Well, American I mean, why made. am I on this show then? American made, mother. I mean, I'm right. foreign, so how Move does that to work? the next game. What do we got? <laughs> um, so then they showed uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and they actually showed some gameplay. Um, Dude, that blend from the cinematic trailer into gameplay was super smooth. I know. <laughs> just the vibes of it, too. Just like going as he's walking with his friend down that snowy street, and there's um, mm-hmm. all the, like, the little food stands and everything. Um, it looks really pretty. Yeah, and the lighting looks amazing. So, like when he's doing, um, when he's fighting and he's doing his uh, electric um, sort of abilities, like the lighting of that versus like kind of because it's happening in the middle of the night. That whole bridge scene um, yep. just looks super cool. And then all the enemies are all you know like, oh, this is the purple enemies versus the red enemies. <laughs> There's a lot so of the like villain lighting. they showed. And mild spoilers here if you didn't watch the trailers, you can skip ahead if you didn't want to see anything from the trailer, but. This is in the trailer. I don't think it's a huge spoiler, but yeah. one of the main villain from the trailer, at least, is the Tinkerer. Is that a villain from Marvel, or is that a new villain? I, I'm gonna guess it's it's a villain. Obviously, not like a a tier villain, but yeah. I mean, I'd have to look it up because obviously there's so many characters in these comic book universes. But 
the brief look we had at her kind of gadgets and powers looked a little bit like Doc, Dr. Octopus meets Spider-Man because she used some sort of extendable arms to grab the top of some door to rip it off to get what she needed. So looks kind of yeah, interesting. The, the Tinker is a fictional character appearing in the American comic book uh, published by Marvel Comics, usually as an adversary uh, superhero Spider-Man. So, But it, it's showing him what appears usually he's a dude. So, well, they are more woke now. She's a girl. Yes, exactly. Or maybe he transitioned. <laughs> maybe. Um, so it's funny that we just played uh, the Avengers, which has this epic opening bridge battle sequence. Yep. And then now the preview for Spider-Man is, hey, look at this, a big epic opening bridge battle and, sequence. And, and, and the bridge is falling apart. And Tim, it, this is only one superhero being involved. And this game looks so much better. <laughs> It looks really great. It looks, it looks so really, much really better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sadly. Um, well, not sadly. Is this, is, is this confirmed as a launch day game, right? Yeah. Yep. This is actually yeah. one of the games in the bundle that I had to reserve. So Yeah, this is where them waiting to the end of the show to announce the pricing. I understand why they don't want people to leave the show. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just weird to see all these games say holiday 2020 at the end of each of their trailers. But yeah. now we know why. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's actually... One of the launch titles, which I actually forgot to specify all of them. We can just throw that in at the end. Um, but then the next one they showed was Hogwarts Legacy. So they finally showed this because there was actually yep. leaked footage of this, I think, last year? Or was it the year before? I forget. Uh, I don't think it was two years ago, but yeah, it was a while back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they finally showed it. It's supposed to be like eight, the 1800s is the time when it's happening. So it's before Harry and... Yeah, all of them. Um, it's a cool setting. It's kind of like Hogwarts school in its heyday, you know. It's yeah, pretty cool. and it's got it's gonna have RPG elements. I think you're creating your character because I think like as it's showing what looks like a main character walking around, the character looks different. So I, I'm assuming it's gonna be like a creator character, um, and you'll be like attending classes, and obviously there's gonna be dark forces involved, and you're fighting them. It shows the yep. mentors, shows the <laughs> mentors. So um, yeah, I I think it looks pretty awesome. But I know a lot of people are pretty pissed. They're like, oh, this is bad timing because of, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling and all that stuff going on. So, Oh, people need to grow up. <laughs> I think this looks really cool. I think it's a, a really neat take on the world that's established in those books and movies without trying to retread the story yet again. So I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's cool to – I'm hoping you can even kind of pick which path you want to go. Like, hey, do I want to become more of a potions or spellcaster? Yeah, or well, going whatever. to the certain classes and, and excelling yeah. in something specific versus another yeah, thing. Yeah, I think there's some really cool RPG potential things here. So I'm yeah. excited about that. Did um, you guys got a question for y'all? Did you guys go back and watch any of these trailers in 4K? Uh, I have Final not Fantasy yet, but 16. I I'm did. going to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. Like I said, I'm watching them now, and I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, 16. I I went back and I searched. I, I like searched specifically for like the highest quality like trailer I could see. <laughs> I was like, oh. well, and I'll mention that for the next one real quick because it doesn't have to be one we pause on. But I thought Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War looked pretty freaking pretty. Yeah. yeah, no, it did. That opening, that opening bit right there. Yeah, that looked real. The lighting was really nice with the trees. Yeah, like the moonlight. By the way, we should mention the only Final Fantasy 16 had a message at the beginning that said this has been captured on a PC that is essentially emulating. Re- yeah, emulating the PS5 experience. All the rest of them said captured on a PlayStation 5, I believe. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, these games, I mean, like... Which kind of tells me that Final Fantasy sixteen is probably a, a little ways away. I mean... I think so, too, yeah. I, I, I guess it depends. I mean, the bottom line is, like, the games are made on, on PCs, and then they opt them, and then they, you know, convert yes, them over. Yes, but if this was closer yeah. to release, they would say this is running on a PS5. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm hoping it's not super far away. I hope they don't do their typical, you know, this is five years away. Oh, but I'm not listen. saying it's five years, but I think it's probably a 2022 yeah. game. Or Even it just it... means it's coming to PC too, which is great news for me. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky because, like, for me, like, thinking back to Final Fantasy trailers, like, like they showed a lot there. Like, to me, they showed a lot in in that trailer for 16 like combat wise story wise they had voice acting and english voice acting it wasn't it wasn't japanese voice acting like they had english vo so like it like the i guess i don't know immediately i thought oh maybe this this might be definitely coming out next year but again it's tricky because of square enix's track record so who knows who who knows um but call of duty does look very good um I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know why, but a thought popped in my head in that RC part when he bust when he throws the RC down and he's trying to chase after the plane. How is that RC faster than trucks? Like actual cars? Well, you know, there was a boost button, you know? Sure. So, so that little has- RC has NAS? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, I thought that was interesting too. Not only is it faster than that, but it was fast enough to catch up to a giant plane. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But I mean, really cool, really cool scene, and and like the truck going off of the wing and then popping over on the other yeah. side, like that. But look- I will, I will say this real quick, just as far as the realism. I mean, those little cars can get going up into the eighty, ninety mile an hour range. I remember, and I've just, I had one. This was years ago. We were at a family vacation on the beach, and my brother brought uh, one of those RC cars, and it was hitting twenty five, thirty miles an hour. Really, you know, while we were riding on the, you know, on the street near the beach. Mm. And it was going really fast. And that was just like a off the shelf one he purchased at a store. Yeah. So I can imagine that a that, that was like fifteen years ago. So a okay. specialized military grade one could almost certainly hit really top yeah. speeds. I suppose I, I guess I just don't know enough about that. Because to me I just that like popped in my head. I was like, that's kind of uh-huh. funny, but like I don't I'll, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like, Oh, Call of Duty, you know, not realistic. I mean, like there's other things that aren't realistic in Call of yeah, Duty. For a second I got like small soldiers vibes. I was expecting to see little soldiers in that little car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um but yeah, that looks fun. Actually the the multiplayer beta is going on right now, I believe, for this weekend. Yeah, it'll, it'll be over by the time we post this episode. Yeah. Though, so um that's true. So that doesn't matter. Um, but then the next game, also very important and very excellent. Um, although I wish they showed like some actual combat. I don't know why they haven't showed combat yet. Yeah, we don't really even know what the perspective is going to be, do we? It's definitely going to be first person. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it's a se- it's technically a straight up sequel to eight. Like it's Ethan to, se- to seven. Or yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, to seven. Uh, we're talking about Resident Evil Eight Village. Yeah. No, it's already been confirmed. It's first person. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, I really love the vibes. It, it, it's borrowing a lot from four kind of like the castle kind of Gothic, like creepy village. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. like clearly there's werewolves in this, uh, or yep. werewolf type villains, um, and like a witch. Um, yeah, it just, it, it feels very creepy. It's very different for the resident evil series. Um, so was seven, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know, like this. So, like the rumors for this were like it was going to be a different game, and then they kind of converted it into Resident Evil. 
And I, that almost kind of makes sense because it's like were, werewolves have just never been a thing in Resident Evil. Um, it's right. always like, you know, these mutated sort of people getting mutated by these viruses, you know? Yeah. Um, so being a werewolf to me doesn't kind of, that's not what I think. I still think the reveal of this was one of the coolest things. It showed the word yeah. village, and I thought, oh, a new IP about werewolves called Village. And then it highlighted the V and the I and yeah, the yeah. L and the L, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that was there, – there's. I mean, and you guys probably knew it. I think we talked about this. You guys had seen the leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't. I hadn't seen that. So I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. But there's, they've been so good with that since Resident Evil 2 remake. Or actually, even before that, right? No, they did it with 7. Yeah, they did it with so 7. One, yeah, that's true. This one reminds me – yeah. This reminds me more of like a uh, Guillermo del Toro type of a movie. If you guys watch Pan's Labyrinth or stuff and stuff like that, yeah, where it's horror, but it also has this kind of you know nightmarish fairy tale element to it, like an occult, um, yeah, and yeah, occultish type stuff. But really, this fairy tale element of of um, ancient monsters and stories you heard when you was a kid, when you were a kid, coming to life. Yeah, and I say that also because they really highlighted this. I thought Tim Burst Tim Burton esque yeah. animation, like Caroline's. Yeah, exactly like Caroline, where they're telling a story about how this mom and daughter went to the forest looking for their dad. And and so anyway, I thought that was really interesting, too, that it seems like Capcom is experimenting a little bit in how they want to tell the RE story, which yeah, is yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I do appreciate that because, again, Seven obviously was a departure from the series, like just even just the perspective of it. Um, yep. But it's still, at the end of the day, was a pretty awesome game. Like, I, I do prefer third person. Um, but I still thought it was pretty excellent. So if they kind of keep that momentum going with it, then I think it's going to work out for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Including adding the new elements of like werewolf enemies and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing was uh, another trailer for death loop. Um, it's a shame this actually got pushed back. I think this would have been a pretty awesome uh, launch title yeah, game. Cause I think it looks really fun. Style. Yeah. This would have been a stellar launch. Title yeah. For I sure. think it looks really fun. It looks pretty uh, unique as far as like how you're approaching the game, like finding so out all stylish. this information. Yeah. It, it, it's like very kill bill, right? <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. I just, I like what's going on there with like kind of finding out information and using that information. So for your next loop kind of like, cause you're trying to basically kill as many of them together. It seems right. Cause you, you only kill one of the enemies, but then like that party is still going on and, and that's not good because yeah, you want to get them all. Almost, it yeah, almost the seems narration like actually helped quite a bit explain what you're trying to do. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think that does look very good. Um, it's probably going to be a summer game for next year. That it looks like. So they said Q uh, second quarter 2021. So maybe spring or summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably uh, uh, April or May. Um, and then the next one, I'm actually pretty excited for because of of the extra content and um, just how smooth it's going to run. Um, Devil yeah. May Cry Five Special Edition. Um, That's a launch game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, digitally only, which is strange. I don't know why they're not going to have discs of that. But is that coming to all consoles? Is that coming to Xbox too? I don't know. Probably. I don't say exclusive. Yeah, so. it is. It is. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, I just I thought that trailer was sick. The music was sick. Um, I do like all the Virgil stuff that they're adding in there. I like that yeah, Virgil that can. Cool. Virgil almost seems like he can summon. Uh, v out of himself, yeah. which I don't want to get like. too into because that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a different looking V now too. Yeah, got white hair. Well, that's like his devil trigger form. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just pretty cool. I thought that was cool to just kind of have and at you know at launch. So did you did you watch 
the Resident Evil trailer in 4K? Not yet. No. Okay. You you need to at least damn. <laughs> you need to watch it in 4K. So what you're saying is I should just watch everything in 4K. Because here's what's crazy is like I can still see you know with 4K you can see that it's still you know not perfect of what you're gonna see when you're actually playing the game. Yeah, it'll, it'll be obviously more detailed when it's in your face, and it still looks like better than most games that we're playing right now. Like just even through the streaming, like it's that detailed. The lighting, it's crazy. Yeah, the the RE engines are pretty. Next, pretty next gen is gonna be pretty legit. All right, yeah, the sorry. the the Resident Evil engine and next gen is gonna be insane. I just sure. I I wanted to watch season four K because I forgot while the show was going I was still working and so I was like paying attention to the announcements but not actually watching anything. So now I'm going back and watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm watching their four K. Yeah, so it's crazy. I can't. I, I'm gonna be experiencing 4K for real soon, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. You're um. Right. So we'll go. I'll bundle a few of these together just because it's like I don't think we super care about them, but like just to kind of mention they they showed more of a uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah. Um, Move on. <laughs> it's a, that game is awesome. You should play New and Tasty, and then this is a re- that was a remake of the first one, and yeah. this is a remake of Exodus. So really fun games, but if oh, you don't like, so this is a remake. Like side scrolling. Okay, yeah, okay. Just like New and Tasty was a remake. So it's a, gotcha. if you don't like side scrolling action puzzle games with kind of this weird sense of humor, it's not going to be for you. Yeah, but it, it is fun. It's a very unique uh, a world, uh, you know, unique game in, in general. It's weird to me that it's taken this long. Let's be really honest. That yeah. it's taken because they announced Cold <laughs> Storm years ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, these are not that complex of games. No, and they are remakes as well. So. Um, whatever, it's fine. I'm ex- I'm still gonna excited to play it. I will play it. Yeah. It is a console exclusive to PlayStation, so um, whatever. Um, Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach. I don't know anything about these games. I've just heard that like kids are super into them for some reason. Um, but they seem like almost like a horror game, so I'm not really sure what the deal is there. But I've heard they're popular, so um, I think it's like it's more creepy than horror. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. I don't know. Just it looked interesting, but I don't care. Um, and then I'll save the Demon Souls uh, just for closer to the end here. Uh, Fortnite they said will be available at launch. Um, so yay, I guess. Uh, PlayStation Plus Collection. I was a little confused on this a little bit when I first um saw it, and then I was trying to find some articles just to get more specification so is this just like all of those games for free almost like ps plus games that they give every month as long as you have a ps plus membership i believe right. you have access to this collection. okay mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like but then i wasn't not sure because it's also like oh that's a decent amount of games like and pretty excellent games i mean it's, it's just... possible that they will charge a price for this but i don't think so i think this was a as long as you're a ps plus subscriber on yeah. ps5 you'll get access to these well i think which, that's it's a cool. lot of games which yeah. i imagine is gonna provide a little bit of a performance boost to them but i'm curious if they're going to upgrade any of these games like i know um i think that uh, naughty dog tweeted out today if you own uncharted blah blah and they listed all their games off you we are going to be up up res or we're gonna patching in 4k 60 frames per second with ray tracing yeah that's huge and they're not charging anything yeah 
that alone right there as a as a that the last of us and last of us 2 fanboy that right there is yep uh i'm buying this day one like i don't think last of us 2 was in that list though but yeah it was it wasn't in, in the, the collection it wasn't in the collection list but it was in the i'll i'll pull it up while we talk but i believe it was their tweet Go ahead, move on, and I'll. So I'll you're saying it. it's part of the PS Plus collection? He's just saying that Naughty Dog said like you're gonna get the like bump up to PS5 like that boost. Oh yeah, they're they're up they're up resing all of yeah, the yeah. Uncharted and, and Last of Us games. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, I got you. But yeah, but I think they're the doing it free. Is my point? Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, but it's, yeah, not again, not included with PS Plus collection. Just to right. be really clear. Um, but yeah, like we I, need to talk Demon Souls. I know we're kind of running short on time here. We just yeah. dove, dove into it a bunch. Um. I mean, Demon Souls. They showed it. They showed gameplay. It looks amazing. Um, yeah. Just visually, graphically, lighting wise, uh, the vibes. Like uh, Blue Point is doing clearly an excellent job. They're not even the original developers, but they they clearly know what they're doing. So, yeah, they're good it at looks, remaking. It looks games. outstanding. It's the console seller for me. I said that earlier. Um, it looks amazing. Indeed. Um, and then we did the price. Um, so everyone knows that. And at the end, I kind of wish they showed, at least just showed something like PS5 rendered Kratos, uh, but they did not. But they did tease just in general. Uh, Ragnarok is coming. Okay, so let me say this before we end the show. For, for God of War, for those who aren't following, the new yes. God of War game. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, first of all, this is, and I'm going to call PlayStation out on it, because I'm going to tell you right now, this game is not coming out 2021. This is what they do. They are just trying to sell you a console right away. And it, <laughs> it, it, it is to get you excited about their catalog. This game is not coming out until 2022. And if I'm wrong, Tim can fire me. In fact, Tim, go ahead and fire me. You don't even have to wait until 2022. But I'm telling you, this game is what they do. They, they show these little things that are like eight years down the road, but they're like, no, it's coming out next year, and it's going to get delayed. It's 100% going to get delayed. So, this is not coming out in 2021. Um, so God of War on PS4 came out on April 20th, 2018. So let's say hypothetically they released Ragnarok in November of 2021. That's a little over three years. Like That doesn't seem like it. enough time, right? I mean, it depends on how much they're reusing, right? I mean, it, well, it really just depends. I hope they're not. Re- I, I see this as a 2022 game as well. I, I hope think, they're not reusing but, anything. I think, yeah, I think they should. Well, they'll use some of it, right? It's just going to be in the same land and stuff. But no, anyway, from the ground up, fresh, Tim. <laughs> All right, well, I fair, think, fair enough. I think this will be ground up. I'd be surprised if this comes in 2021. I'm actually surprised they bothered putting the year on there. They should have just put Ragnarok is coming and left it at that. They they should have made, I'm telling you, they should have made Kratos, the rendered PS5 Kratos. Like, this is what he's going to look like. And just like. You think it's going to look that different? I don't think it'll look that different. It's going to look more detailed. (laughs) That's true. His muscles are going to be even more defined. Yeah. Even more smiling details for those memes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's how they uh, that's how they ended it. Well, the price. Overall, you guys and, liked it. The show, you mean? Or yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, dude, it's a ten out of ten for me because Final Fantasy sixteen is a real thing. So, oh, like, it's a, <laughs> honestly, it's a ten out of ten for me. Like I even said before, I was like, oh, you know, 
the console I'm most excited for is the PlayStation 5. But I didn't have like a lot of things that I was like, oh, I'm going to play this day one. Now that they've made these announcements, which the other thing that was kind of crazy is where was Godfall? Where was Destruction's All-Star? I know Destruction's All-Star is not going to be a big hitter, but that's exactly why you show it off in this type of thing is maybe give it a little bit of time to well, show it off. Did do like a specifically just Godfall presentation? Yeah, they, yes, they broke it but down. I think I think they could have shown uh, another trailer and then ended it with coming November twelfth, blah blah blah. Like to me, that's a big launch title. Is all I'm saying. Because um, after their last thing, they didn't say it was coming no uh, coming on release day. I believe it wasn't until after this show did they confirm. Yes, this oh. is a. Day one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we didn't really actually know the true launch list till after they gave them. Yeah, the the confirmed launch titles: Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, which is included with the console uh, for free, Uh, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition, Fortnite, uh, Spider Man Miles Morales, and Sackboy: A Big Adventure. This is a good, very good day one launch uh, of games. Yeah. And the console by itself is worth it, whether it had great games on day one. I'm talking first party exclusives day one. But they have the first party games. They have the exclusives. They obviously have third party. And you they, got backwards compatibility with a bunch yes. of good PS4 games. 99% then, of PlayStation 4 games, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And then going back to what I was telling you I was going to research, we are pleased to announce that all our, our PS4 games from The Last of Us Remastered 2... The Last of Us Part 2, so this is every game from there to the end, will get a free 4K 60 frames per second per second patch on the PS5 with ray tracing. That is awesome. Like, yeah, I, know no, I now no longer need these games to come to PC. Don't get me wrong. I know PC could do it better once I get an RTX 3080. But my point is... is this is giving me exactly what I wanted for these games. While while I was playing The Last of Us Part Two, I was like, "What the, what it would mean if this game was a native 4K with 60 frames per second? Like that's what I wanted the whole time, and now I'm getting it. So that's awesome. Yeah, totally. With the bonus of ray tracing. Which, by the way, um, earlier I was saying that Last of Us Part Two is just not part of the PS Plus collection. I wasn't saying that right. Naughty Dog wasn't gonna upgrade it because i did i did see that tweet so that is really good news for ps5 owners all right um i want to wrap things up this week i know it's a long episode but whatever enjoy it okay just enjoy it everybody um yeah stop complaining about everything we we finally have all of the next gen details like we should all be excited we've got tons of good news and i think next week what we'll do is we'll after we give this all a chance to marinate we can all think through it a little more um we might do uh, a little bit of pros and cons for each system, details, launches. Launch oh, that sounds cool. great. I think we should, from here until launch, we should be talking nothing but next gen. Screw everything else. <laughs> uh, no, because we're going to talk about Nintendo as well. So Nintendo, okay, so here's the thing. I'm the Nintendo guy on the show. I get it. Nintendo, and I've been the first one to say it, I think their direct minis have been so underwhelming. I don't even know why they're bothering to do them. I, I feel like they, don't even, they should just let them be youtube trailers and leave them there like i'm really confused as to why they keep doing it then they finally this past week they got everyone's attention right after a big sony reveal somehow yeah they had a lot of views on this one and they released another nintendo direct mini partner showcase i literally rolled my eyes when i saw it was announced (laughs) 
um, because they have not been very good. And this one was really good. So let me just go through some of the announcements, especially the first couple that really got me pumped up. I was surprised. Uh, and it's and it's Capcom that is putting out two uh, exclusive games to the Switch. Monster Hunter Rise, which is built specifically for the Switch system. By the way, I think looks a lot like mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World. I actually, other than some of the grass, the way they rendered that, other than that, and maybe some of the rocks, which uh, the textures didn't look that great. I'm wondering Everything if it's the same from, engine, just downgraded, right? It could be because yeah. the monsters and the characters and the armor and it all looked so detailed. I could not believe that was running on Switch. It looks so Wait, good. When you say Monster Hunter Rise, but like Star Wars, like Monster Hunter Rise. Right? I can't, but you no. can. That was okay. really good. That was right. good. Thank you. Um, I think, I mean, if you look back at Generations, which was a remake of a 3DS game, it's like, oh, that's what the Switch can do. That's cute. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> Um, but dude, this is, I think Capcom is really upping their game, showing that third-party developers can push the Switch yeah. just like Nintendo can. So I'm really excited about this. It comes out on March 26th. Uh, 26th. It is a completely new story. It is a, it's got a ton of new monsters, including the main kind of villain monster that you're going to hunt at the end is brand new. Uh, it's going to have three amiibos that come out with it that if you scan those, it can help you both in this game and in the other one, the other game they announced. And, um... Yeah, it looks really cool. It Dude, just looks really, really. You neat. can ride a dog. You can ride and a cool ride, ass dog. Yeah, they're called uh, Palamutes. Get it? It's like a pal, but a Malamute. Yes, it's clever. Um, I just think it's anyway, awesome. and they can fight with you. You can also, of course, have your pallet go a little kitty buddy, or you can bring two at a time. If you don't, if you don't want to play online, you can bring two buddies to fight with you. Um, and if you do play online, then everyone can bring one buddy. So this looks really, really cool. I'm very excited about it. And they actually had a a Monster Hunter Direct that they aired right after this, where they did a bunch of in-depth stuff on monsters and combat and all kinds of stuff, environments. Um, And then Monster Hunter Stories 2. This is not for everybody, but my kids really love the 3DS game. It's basically a a mini RPG side story uh, of the Monster Hunter series. It's very anime, um, much more story-driven. I dug it. I like it. I thought it was really cool. I didn't play it a ton myself, but I watched my kids play it some, and they really enjoyed it a lot. Um, anyway, so the full sequel's coming to the Switch uh, also next year. It looks like summer is their target uh, release window for that one. And there's going to be some yet-to-be-announced crossover compatibility between the two games. I'm assuming it's going to be gear-related or maybe some kind of skin yeah. you can unlock or something. Visually, definitely Breath of the Wild vibes, I would say. Yeah, yeah, better looking than another game they announced uh, uh, on Friday, which was Rune Factory 5, which both are going for that similar kind of anime cel-shaded style, Mm. but this one looked a lot cleaner um, than that one did. Um, They announced a few other games, Fitness Boxing 2, Disgaea 6, which was a surprise. I didn't realize that there was a new entry in that series coming out called Defiance of Destiny. Also comes out next summer. Um, Looks kind of creative and and cool if you're into that. Empire of Sin, which I thought was going to be... For some reason, I thought this was going to be a new take on like the Mafia series, but it's yeah. much more of an isometric strategy type game, I guess. Right. I really hated that the lead character was this kind of um, glamour girl who sings in some <laughs> bar and she stays in that stupid outfit while fighting. It's really dumb. So anyway. You got to look classy uh, while you shoot your Tommy gun, Tim. It, I don't know. It does. It looks like some of the racket management uh, could be fun. I, I don't know. I'm much more interested to play the Mafia uh, re- remake yeah. next week than I am this. Oh, which I think Derek, you were talking about how the Mafia remake, like, oh yeah, snuck up on us. It's coming out in like yeah. two days. Yeah. Well, um, one one week. 
One week. It's coming out in one week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, when you guys listen to it, three or four days. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sniper Elite 4 is coming to the Switch. I really like the Sniper Elite games. Don't overlook those. If you've got, if they're on sale, I always recommend grabbing them. Uh, 3 was fun. I've heard good things about 4. That'll come out this holiday. Uh, the Long Dark, which I've heard mixed reviews on, is out now on Switch. PGA Tour 2K21 is coming out this coming week. One of the biggest surprises, and not that it was coming to Switch, but... An available today surprise was Hades, which I think is Supergiant's best game. We already talked about that to start the show. Very cool surprise release there. And, of course, at the same time, it released its 1.0 version on PC. So those are the two platforms where it's available now. But Supergiant puts their games on everything. So they will almost certainly drop this on PS4 and Xbox, I think. Oh, I think it will be PS5 and Xbox Series X. I think that's what they're going to focus on. You don't think they're going to put it on this, this gen? Uh, I think they will, but I think the reason they haven't done it already is because they're probably waiting for series. Yeah, they might wait. That's true. That's true. They might wait. Um, Dan, this one that uh, you and I talked about a while ago, this Balan Underworld. um, This I think it's Square. Yeah, Balan Wonderworld. Yeah. Um, I said Balan Underworld. Um, (laughs) Anyway, these uh, it's got it's basically kind of. Old school platformer. It looks pretty fun. Looks like a better looking N64 platformer. And I, I say that actually as a compliment, not as a yeah. It looked um. Idea. It looked like it wasn't running super well at certain points. And, it, and the graphics aren't super crisp. No. It doesn't look like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It just kind of has a nice nostalgic fun yeah. look to it. But I said it before, and I'll say it again. I the, as far as like the actual gameplay and like what you do during the game, I I dig yeah. the sort of like. Mega Man inspirations, right? Where you're yep. getting different costumes to use different abilities to progress further in the world. Bosses, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a co-op mode available. It looks like uh, for the for almost all the missions, if not all of them. Yeah, they also are, are announcing that one's coming out March 26th of 2021. So, um, Rune, Rune Factory Five, I mentioned that one's coming out in 2021. Yep, going, if you like farming and dating and going uh, sims. going full 3D, which is the first time oh, for that series. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the couple of entries that I dabbled in on the in the DS days or 3DS days. But um, lastly, and certainly not the the least announcement is Ori and the Will of the Wisps yeah. is, is out on Switch now. I don't. I, I need to find some videos. Maybe if if Digital Foundry didn't do it, they're probably way too occupied with next gen stuff. I'm curious if some other smaller Switch channels are are reviewing how this runs. Yeah, because. We talked about this this past spring. I wasn't impressed with how it ran on my Xbox One X. And I know they've patched it and worked on it since then. I'm just curious, will it run smoothly on the Switch? If it does, then I think the first game looks great in handheld mode and it runs great and yep. I love it. And this is a great game for the Switch. Also, I don't know when it's coming. I forget if it's out now or if it's coming soon. But there's this collector's edition they're releasing that looks really cool. Yeah. It's got this great box that opens up like one of the doors in the Ori games opens. And then it's got all kinds of extra stuff in it, artwork and soundtrack and all that stuff. And both games. Yeah, both so, games. Yeah. Yeah. So very, very cool. So I thought the Nintendo Direct was uh, surprisingly – because I was my expectations were so low. And I actually didn't even watch it live when they launched it because I forgot about it. Yeah, me too. So when I watched it – a few hours later, I w- and I hadn't read any of the announcements yet. I was like, hey, this was not bad. This was not bad. So anyway, well, that wraps us up. I know this was a long episode, and we even had a technical glitch in between. And Derek, I think, already fell asleep. 
um, on top of his Demon Souls game yep. over there somewhere. I don't I'm know actually humping the couch while watching Demon Souls. <laughs> I'm actually it. doing the same, but with the Final Fantasy 16 trailer. So <sighs> I need new friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for taking extra time to chat tonight. Lots of exciting news. And then we will, I think what we'll do is we'll take next week and next couple of weeks to, uh, un, of course, unwrap other news that gets announced, but to really dig into what we think about the upcoming uh, generation of consoles. It's pretty exciting. So indeed, thank you dudes for uh, sticking around to chat and we'll talk to you next time.